Hello and welcome to the 34th episode of Woman, Conversations for the Curious, a podcast I created for women looking to squeeze more juice out of life. I'm Amy Crawford, founder of The Holistic Ingredient. I'm a mindset therapist, whole food lover, and more than a little bit passionate about helping you feel comfortable around what it is to be a woman. I wanted to have a conversation about boundaries today because not only do I think that as women establishing and certainly maintaining boundaries can be particularly tricky, but also in light of the fact that I am in Melbourne, in Victoria, and it is towards the end of October at the time of this recording, but I know that many of us who are coming out of extended lockdowns and have had a very tricky year are feeling overwhelmed, anxious, fearful, um, excited most likely for some, but really uh, concerned about how they're going to navigate getting back out into the community and seeing friends and family and being social again, which is actually really exhausting when you haven't had a lot of practice. So right now more than ever, we need to get clear on our boundaries and what we need to prioritise ourselves as we, as, we, as we edge back into life. So what are boundaries? Well, I think when we think about boundaries, we, we often... Think about them as simply getting good at saying no, but they really are so much more than this. Boundaries are about understanding what we are responsible for and what we are not responsible for. So, for instance, a really lovely guy I dated a few years ago often used to say, Amy, is this a me problem or a you problem? And he'd say this in a really supportive way, but when he could sense that I was making his problems my own, and I can't tell you how freeing it was for me to understand how often I blurred these boundaries across my life and how often I took on other people's challenges. So I just incessantly would try and fix somebody else's problem. And so for it to be to for someone to retort, well, is this a me problem or your problem? It's like, oh, finally letting go of this need to take on the burden of somebody else is just so freeing. So boundaries are about taking care of ourselves and protecting our emotional space, but really they are the ultimate act of self-love. And I know that we bandy these words around a lot, but it's true. If you know that you need to focus on your self-worth, if you know that you, if you have feelings of not being enough, this is where you start by becoming aware of your boundaries and setting them clearly and kindly, which we'll come to. Now, I saw a really interesting explanation around boundaries online, and I can't remember exactly where now, but they, their explanation was that they help each person figure out where one person ends and the other begins, which I think is really lovely. And actually, a friend of mine, Tamika Wilder, who I've interviewed a couple of times on this podcast, she describes boundaries as membranes, which I think is so beautiful because mem- boundaries don't need to be rigid. They don't need to be hard. They don't need um, to be aggressive. They're not set in stone. They're, they're like membranes that can be fluid and ever-changing. So boundaries help us define what we are comfortable with and how we would like to be treated by others. And they really do apply to any kind of relationships we have. 
could be our friends, family members, partner, colleagues, boss, anyone in our life. So when I think about how boundaries or what boundaries have meant to me across my life, I my biggest learning around boundaries came when I became very unwell with chronic fatigue syndrome because I had no choice but to prioritise my health over absolutely everything. And, for example, sleep became my priority. If I was invited out for dinner when I was well enough to be social, I was really strict in terms of how what time I needed to come home in order to wind down and go to bed and sleep. I was more often than not saying no uh, to a lot of people, to a lot of social occasions. And you know what? I think there was a lot of offence taken to some of the no's because others found it a little bit difficult to understand, I think, the extent of my illness. So there was certainly a shift in friendships there, but it is what it is. I also ceased trying to justify my no and treated myself as a priority during that time, but but since then have become really, really adept, I suppose, for want of a better word, at structuring my week so that cracks in my health don't appear. And, and I've learned to do this without explanation or apology. So, for example, in my mind, I know that two evenings out in a week is enough. You know, I do really have to take extra special care of my health to stay well. So two nights out in a week is good for me. Maybe, you know, a, a walk on a Saturday and something else on a Sunday during the day. But usually that is enough. So in my mind, when I've got those two bookings in my week, that's it. I'm not available for anything else. And I just suggest that we catch up at a later week if that if that works. So it's about getting really clear on what you can manage without apology I think as well in my latter years feelings became a really big one and coming to understand that my feelings do matter and that they do count and this was there were many lessons learned here I guess in the dating scene I'd feel bad for being honest about my feelings I you know if I was dating a guy I'd, I'd feel bad for telling him I wasn't interested and saying no to his advances but you know, I came to realise that my feelings matter and, you know, we can't help the way we feel. So if we don't feel for someone like, you know, we know they want us to feel, we can't apologise to that. Our feelings, we can, you know, we, we don't want to hurt anyone, but at the same time, our feelings matter just as much as theirs do. So, you know, there are many different ways that we can be setting boundaries many different areas, sorry, that we can set boundaries in our lives. So personal space is a really good example. Some people are clear that they just don't enjoy hugging and that's a boundary. We let them have it. Um, energy and time is another area. So a good example might be if in a relationship um, where you set a boundary that you need space in your relationship to maintain that sense of independence and freedom. Uh, you might need space to go and just spend time with your own friends and, and carry out your own hobbies and exercise on your own. You know, this for me has been quite a significant one because I've gone from spending most years of my adult life into a relationship with another during lockdown. And so I know that when we have the freedom to move, that, that I will want to be really focusing on, on, this, on maintaining that boundary around the independence and just feeling, you know, like Amy, doing the things that, that light me up and bring me joy on my own, as well as in partnership with my partner. 
Another example around energy and time is, of course, around your expectations around timeliness. So maybe you have a friend who always shows up late. Now, this isn't always going to bother. This isn't going to bother. It won't bother everybody. But to some of us, it really does bother us. It leaves us feeling disrespected. It leaves us feeling like our time isn't as important as theirs. And that's okay. We're allowed to feel that way because our feelings matter. So if you do have somebody who is always running late, maybe you just need to politely suggest that you catch up at a different time that might be more convenient for them. You know, maybe there's kids they're trying to navigate when they go out for dinner at night. Maybe you suggest that, look, why don't we just catch up for on, on a weekend when you have an hour or something? But we should never feel guilty or uncomfortable for feeling uncomfortable when that boundary is an important one for us. Another area of our lives where we can set boundaries is, of course, around sexuality and relationships. So learning to speak with confidence about what you are and are not comfortable with is really key for both parties. So, for example, maybe maybe you love holding hands in public, but, but you don't like kissing in public. Or, you know, maybe you're comfortable checking in each day on text message, but not multiple times an hour. Now, another area, of course, as well is emotions and thoughts. So, you know, this is huge. We are responsible for our own happiness, our own behaviour, choices and feelings. We are not responsible for someone else's problems. We are responsible for telling the truth about how we feel and what we think, but we're not responsible for the way people respond to us. We can, you know, of course, be near, but their problems are their problems to manage. So I, I recall letting go of a friend a few years ago now who used me as her counsel and she continued, though, I must say, to use me as her counsel because I kept showing up again and again and again as an ear. So what had happened, what would happen is every time she'd call me, she'd dump her problems on me to fix it. So I'd get a call. And it might be that she was going for a job interview and she needed help um, figuring out how to negotiate a salary. Or it might be that she was dating a guy and needed help figuring out how to get out of that. Or it might be that she was looking at a different um, project in her work and how she should go about that or whatever it is. But every time I saw her name come up on my phone, I started getting sort of you know, further into our friendship, I started feeling really uncomfortable because I realised what was coming. And I'm responsible here because my boundaries weren't clear. I made her problems my problems. So I could have whinged and complained behind her back, uh, but I have to take responsibility because I kept showing up to them. So at one point, whilst I was battling my own significant set of challenges, I needed to tell her that I couldn't be that person and I couldn't take on, continue to take on responsibility for her problems and challenges whilst I looked after my own. Um, now, another area that I think can be easier overlooked when we think about boundaries is our things or our possessions. So, you know, I grew up with parents who taught me never a borrower or a lender be. And that's not to say I won't let others borrow something of mine, uh, but I'm really mindful of this, about the, the significant challenges that can come about when we do freely borrow stuff. Um, 
I certainly would never borrow money from friends. I or I grew up taught to always ask if I could borrow something and the expectation was that I would just always return it. So, you know, my dad put his name in all his books. He he lends out all his books, but he he he's fair in mind, he knows exactly where they go. And you know, people develop a relationship if they're not a book returner. <laughs> So um, there's religion, ethics and finances that we need to think about. You know, what are our boundaries around how we spend our money and our religion? So ultimately it is just so important that we remember that we are responsible here. We are responsible for our happiness, our behaviour, our choices and our feelings. We are not responsible for other people's happiness, behaviour, choices and feelings. We are absolutely not responsible for how they're going to react to to us when we set our boundary. And this is a really big one for a lot of people because we are often really fixated on the outcome with another, on the outcome of a conversation, on the outcome of how they're going to respond, when ultimately really all we have control over is our own boundaries and our own values. So as long as we stay true to the values that matter to us, so for instance, as long as we are kind, you know, if these are values of yours, they are of mine, if I'm kind and honest and respectful and truthful, the way somebody else responds to my setting of a boundary is not my problem because I can't control the way they respond just as long as I can walk away from a conversation feeling grounded in and assured that I have been, I've stayed true to my values because that's the best that I can do and be. So next question, well, why do these boundaries matter? Well, I've probably answered um, some of these questions already, but they basically, in summary, they help us and those in our life feel safe. So when you set and maintain a boundary, you, you, you're then also avoiding feelings of resentment disappointment and anger that can build up when boundaries go sideways. But again, it's really important you're clear about them so that you can then avoid the disappointment. So another example, when I think about my childhood, as a kid, table manners were really important to my parents. And so I knew that I wasn't allowed to leave the table until everyone had finished their dinner. I knew I couldn't leave the table unless I'd finished my own. Uh, which killed me on occasion. Uh, I knew that I couldn't go out and play uh, on a Saturday until I'd done a couple of my jobs. You know, these are all boundaries that left me as a child feeling safe in my family because I knew what the boundaries were. So it can, again, we can feel worried about setting boundaries or setting expectations for others, but really if there's no boundaries, we all feel like we don't quite know where we belong and what we should be doing and how we should be communicating and how we should be spending our time. But if we get clear on this stuff, I think especially for kids, it's just so key that they understand the safety of the boundaries that are set in the house. It is so immensely liberating once you set the boundaries in your life and you maintain them. So I want to talk you through three steps for identifying and setting these healthy boundaries. Now, obviously, the first thing we need to do, the first step is identifying where you need to strengthen them. So self-awareness is absolutely key here. Where are we dropping our boundaries? Are they wobbly or are they just non-existent? You know, are you taking on everyone else's issues? 
Are you dropping your boundaries out of a need to please and keep everybody happy? That's a B for women. Are you saying yes when you don't want to say no because you're worried about someone being upset with you? Again, fear of what other people think about, need to please people, massive for women. If you're feeling uncertain about your boundaries, a really good place to start is by paying attention to how you feel in certain situations. So pay attention to how you feel when watching certain movies or TV shows. Pay attention to how you feel when you're with a, with different friends or with a partner in certain circumstances. In what area of your life are you feel or do you feel are you feeling uncomfortable? Where there's that discomfort, that is often a really good place to pop a boundary. So after you've identified where you need to strengthen them, you need to be assertive. And it's really important that we communicate our boundaries calmly and clearly and assertively. Now, we don't need to over-explain a boundary. So, for instance, if someone asks you out for dinner tonight but you've already got three social events in your diary this week and, like me, you like to keep it pretty quiet, you don't have to explain why. So I don't say to people, oh, no, I can't come out tomorrow night because I've already got two in my diary. And just so you know, look, I only do two nights in a week just to keep my energy and my health intact. I'm really sorry. And you have to say, say, look, actually, I can't make it this week. But we need, we just need to be mindful of not over-apologising for our boundaries because when we do that, we're sort of suggesting that our boundaries don't matter as much as someone else's. And it's important, again, that we remember that if someone doesn't like our boundaries, is that a you problem or a them problem? It's definitely a them problem. Now, final step I want to mention around setting your healthy boundaries is, is one that I think is really worth considering, and that is taking time out from any toxic boundary breakers. And this is really important because, you know, we all need space. And at the moment, as, another, as an example, you could be feeling emotionally fragile, you could be feeling quite fatigued, you could be battling anxiety, a host of different emotions in light of what everybody has been through over the last couple of years. So taking time out from someone who feels toxic in your life could be exactly what you need to do as an ultimate step in self-love and self-care here. So if in a friendship you keep feeling resentful and frustrated, remember you choose to be there in that friendship. It's easy for us to attack somebody behind their back and whinge and complain about someone. Oh, my God, this person, they always do this. But you've got to remember that, you know, we show up. If it's constantly a problem, then you have a choice to back away and spend less time or no time with that person. You have a choice to leave and to set boundaries. And if a friend can't respect your boundaries, what sort of a friend are they? But it's just important that we are clear about our boundaries because people aren't mind readers. <laughs> and I know that can be very tricky in friendships. So becoming aware of your boundaries and learning to communicate them is, I have found over my life a really liberating experience. You know, I've mentioned the words self-care and self-love before and they're bandied around so often. But focusing on your boundaries is the best place to start if you need to work on loving yourself. Too often I hear people say, well, I know I don't feel good enough. I know I don't feel enough, but what do I do? Like, where do I start? Well, this is where you start because so much of this 
so much around boundaries comes back to that feeling of self-worth. Do you feel worthy of setting healthy boundaries? If not, working on your self-worth and putting yourself first is absolutely vital. So whatever the case, being clear on your boundaries and communicating them clearly and kindly is like flexing a muscle that gets stronger and stronger and stronger. I promise. Good luck. This was episode 34 of Woman, Conversations for the Curious. Don't forget to reach out if you need extra support getting to the bottom of your self-worth. The feeling of not being enough is for many a feeling we carry from childhood, a program pattern of behaviour that can impact us all in a myriad of ways across our lives. This is the ultimate goal of the two-hour CTC session I provide to heal the little person within you. You can find all of the show notes for today's episode over at theholisticingredient.com forward slash 34. Until next time, stay curious.